Indigo Studio, and today we're going to have a Chicago conversation with some young women. Young women in Generation Z, social media era. We're going to talk to Taylor Coward, who is a graduate of Governor State University, and Braylynn Brown. She is a graduate of Southern Illinois University in Carpendale. And we're going to talk to Jasmine Roberson, graduate of University of Illinois, Chicago campus. Okay, so ladies, tell me how social media influences your lives. What's the interaction? And I ask you that question, given that we've seen in the news lately how social media, particularly Instagram, was affecting young girls, younger than you, kind of tweens, to the point where some of them were actually committing suicide. Tell me about, because you, you are the first generation where social media has been a factor, an element of life. I didn't have social media when I was your age. So tell me about how does social media influence and interact the dynamics of social media in your life? If you let it, it'll dictate your whole day. Wow. You'll say, you know what? Maybe I'll go to this Starbucks instead of this one because it's cuter. And I can take a picture at the cuter one than at the one that's less cute. Because you saw that Starbucks on social media. On TikTok or Instagram. I feel like most restaurants that I go to now are from TikTok. And it's just based on how it looks. So look is important. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, how are you? Wow, that's interesting. And so, Braylon, what about you? How does social media influence you? Well, since I'm also a content creator, it affects me like every single day in every aspect. Like when I actually wake up in the morning, I think about how I'm going to look and how, what picture I'm going to take, what selfie I'm going to take, how I'm going to look on camera, hmm. on my phone. So I feel like it deeply affects you. Like I always <laughs> think about... It's always there. Yeah, it's always there. It's never been there for me. So It's always been there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Jasmine, what about you? I would say I go to Twitter to like stay abreast what's happening in the world. It's definitely where I get my daily news. Instagram, I tend to set more boundaries with because it gets competitive. But yeah, Twitter, I definitely go there every day to stay abreast what's happening in the world. What about Facebook? Not so much Facebook. I would use that to keep in contact with family members I don't really see. Mm -hmm. But yeah, mostly Twitter. Mostly Twitter for you. And for you, it's Twitter and Instagram. All of them, but <laughs> mostly Twitter and Instagram for me. And Facebook for you? No, probably Twitter. <laughs> so wait a minute. What happened to Facebook? <laughs> it's for our parents. It's for oh, the family. Oh, yeah. God, for your parents. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. so you're Instagram people. What yeah. about TikTok? I love TikTok. Yeah. I love TikTok. Yeah. Why do you love TikTok? I feel like you can get really creative on TikTok. Okay. When it comes to TikTok, it's like I can just fill my day with it. Like I can... Whenever it's like times of space where I'm just like, okay, I just need to like have a creative moment. I can look at TikTok and look at like makeup artists and producers and videos of like different things to like inspire me to create. So I really like it. You like that? That's your favorite. As of right now. So what are your career aspirations? So right now I'm considering becoming an attorney. So right. Attorney? Yes. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm looking for legal experience before law school. And so actually, because TikTok collects so much data mm-hmm. from your phone and it, you know, your messages or Google searches, mm-hmm. it curates to what you probably want to see. Mm-hmm. So if you really like makeup and you look up makeup all day, mm-hmm. you'll get TikToks about makeup. Mm-hmm. And so I get aspiring attorneys. I get people who work for the government. I get restaurants and things like that. And so TikTok has been a really good way to see what the life would be like. And it's it's really something that I'm interested in. So that comes from algorithms? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Tell me about algorithms because you, you are a social media curator, right? Mm-hmm. So tell me about how algorithms works to figure out you know, what your likes are, what you want, what your interests are, and then feeds it. So basically with algorithms, it's really up to what you look at and what you like. So if you're someone who scrolls on any social media platform, and honestly, when you automatically make up your profile and you say, okay, I like food and I like makeup and pets if you automatically put those things in to like your drive or anything with your social media it's going to automatically feed you those things okay so i think that's just that's so it's like kind of basis. like watching what you are doing and then it feeds it mm-hmm. yeah. okay so you all just got through with college you all just finished college and you're beginning your careers did college serve you to the point where you are ready for career Or is there a gap between the real world career and college? I would definitely say that there's a gap. I think that most people graduating not feeling ready. Mm -hmm. um, And that's kind of been a source of anxiety for me as I try to enter my career field. It's really just a matter of getting experience, which is hard because to get hired, you need experience. And so it's just like a cycle. But yeah, I don't think most people graduate and are instantly ready. Ready. What's your career aspiration? So I would like to go into arts administration. I grew up in the performing arts. I would eventually love to get into like creative direction or work for a theater and in an environment like that. You want to work like for a theater company? Yeah. You want to work behind the scenes or as a producer, as a director, as an actress? Mostly like creative direction. That's what I saw my dance teachers doing growing up. And so I always really looked up to that. So, yeah. Okay. So what about motherhood and marriage? And men, does social media influence that for you? Yeah. How so? You'll see people in our age group getting married, and it it makes you question, okay, was it the time that I need to get married, or are they getting married too young? And I feel like I've been experiencing that a lot, actually. And so it just makes you really think about what direction you want your life to go and what timeline And so you have to be careful with social media because you don't want it to push a timeline on you that isn't for you. Okay. now what about dating, about where the men, the guys that you date, is that a social media thing, too? Yes, I would say because I have had experience of dating someone that I met off of social media. Really? So it really all depends on like what you what you're looking for, too. Um, You didn't have any hesitation for dating someone that you did not meet in person, but just on social media? Of course I did. I was like, oh, this oh. might be a person that's going to, you know, harm okay. me in Enough. some way. Mm-hmm. Right. Of course. <laughs> but in this day of like the digital age, I feel like there's so many ways for you not to be like that. Like, okay, I can FaceTime. I can 
call you via. So it's not that many like gateways of work where I can't just like contact you. But how do you decipher? So, I mean, I can fool you with Facebook. I can fool you with FaceTime. How do you decipher the good guy, the bad guy, the strange guy, the nice guy, the guy you really want to go out with, the guy you don't want to go out? How do you decipher that? Honestly, just talking to them. Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> you really shouldn't worry about it too much because in person, they can be exactly the same as that person that you think is a nut off of social media. You hope. I, you hope, but okay. they can also be the same. What about you? To tell you the truth, I don't date too much via social media. I feel like I'm kind of old school. I always say if a guy wants to find me, he's going to have to find me in real life because I don't scroll, you know, with the intention of like, you know, looking for a boyfriend in that way. My DMs are also aren't too crazy. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, my DMs, direct so direct messages. Direct. Okay. Yeah. You all got to talk language to me. <laughs> But yeah, um, my DMs are interesting, to say the least. What's interesting about? You don't want. You don't I'm want to not talk about sure. Okay, let me ask you this. How did you? How did you all pick your colleges? A predominantly white college versus a black college, and I'm going to ask you that question. I want you to think about it, and we'll be right back. We're going to take a commercial break. To be positioned for the future, companies are ready to implement energy-efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, we're powering your business for what's ahead. Here's to those who refuse to accept they're only human. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois, proud server of the most advanced machine on earth. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy-efficient products so you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings. For all the journeys ahead, go with a partner who's been there from the beginning. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities well into the future. Enroll at bcbsil.com. Before we went to break, I was asking you about college. How did you how did you choose the colleges that you attended from a predominantly white school versus a black college or university? Well, um, my father went to SIU before he went to the Air Force. So I automatically was like, okay, I'll, I'll go to your alma mater. And he told me it would be a great space for me creatively since I wanted to go in for journalism, specializing in advertising and integrated marketing. It's like, it's an amazing place for you. So, Jasmine, tell us how you chose your school. So my senior year, I only applied to HBCUs. I knew that I wanted to see black faces on my campus every day. My mother had also went to Spelman, so I wanted that experience for myself. And I ended up going to Hampton in Virginia. And it was a pretty good experience while I was there. I ended up graduating from UIC, obviously, just because I wanted to be closer to my family. But uh, and you transferred. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. But I had a great experience. And you went to SIU because your dad went there. 
Yes. <laughs> okay. So, That's a good reason. Yeah. I definitely wanted to get my own experience and stay close to home. That was a little far away from home, but close to home. Like Where I can you drive. drive on the weekends and yeah. come home. That's good. I graduated from Governor State. Initially, I went to Howard and then I transferred as well. I also wanted to be closer to home. Mm-hmm. And I think once you get there, you get to see what teachers you get along with and experiences you'd want to do. And I knew I wanted to be around family. I really love Chicago. And so I decided to come back home. And we have a lot of different industries here. So even though I was unsure about what career I wanted, I felt like I'd still find it here. Mm-hmm. Big city. Yeah. Pretty city. Active yeah. city. Yeah. So what would you tell a high school student looking to go into college? What advice might you give them to tell them what to look for? Because I hear all of you all saying you left home, but then you came back home. Mm-hmm. So what, what advice might you give someone? I would say just mentally prepare yourself for everything. If you go down to school, make sure that you have like a good friend group that's going to hold you down throughout those times. It's like really stressful because mm-hmm. college is stressful, honestly, like. Whether you have a a liberal arts degree or you're in engineering, college is stressful because you have to balance so many things at Mm -hmm. once. Mm -hmm. So I would just say keep a a good unit around you. Okay. Jasmine, what would you say? I would say be honest with yourself about the college experience that you want to have and consider whether or not the size, location, and culture of that school is going to allow you to have that experience. Mm -hmm. But wherever you go, Make it your mission to find community on your campus because that's what's going to sustain you when your college journey gets difficult. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Taylor, what's your advice? I would say look at student organizations. Mm-hmm. If there's some, On campus? Yeah, on campus. If that's something you're really into. I remember a recruiter told me, we have a Quidditch team. And I said, I don't know what that is. And he was like, it's a game <laughs> from Harry Potter. And then someone lit up behind me because she loved Harry Potter. And so that may be something that a lot of schools don't offer. Did that mean something to you? Not at all. No. (laughs) It didn't at all. Whatever that is. Exactly. But if it's something that really lights your fire, then that'll really give you a really valuable college experience. Mm -hmm. And so I think student orgs can be a big part of that. Mm -hmm. So what is it? This is what my producer wants me to get to. This is the meat of our conversation. So what is it? that you want to know from older people that they don't necessarily tell you? Hmm. Mm. As you are formating careers, marriage, relationships, financing. Does it ever get easy? (laughs) (laughs) Does it ever get easy? Because it seems like it's hard to adult. Adulting is hard? Yeah. Well, it is. But it gets it gets easier after you get established in profession, in family, in whatever your income level is, mm-hmm. then you become comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it gets easy, but it's comfortable. I would say I want to know the real tea about how people got to where they are in their careers, because mm-hmm. people are quick to say, oh, work hard, you know, just, you know, stay down and you'll get where you're going. When they won't say, oh, I knew this person in this position. I had a good relationship with that person. And I just wish that people were more open about what connections they had before they stepped into their roles. So networking is important. Mm -hmm. Mentoring is critical. You cannot do anything by yourself. So along the way, you've got to identify mentors. Now, mentoring works in two ways. 
One way is I want to mentor you because I might see something in you. But mentoring also works in you want somebody mm -hmm. to mentor you because you want to follow their path. And you got to hook that up. Mm -hmm. And it's not one mentor. It's not that you're going to have one solo mentor who's going to change the world for you. Sometimes you have a lot of mentors. Sometimes you're being mentored and you don't even know mm. that you're being mentored. You all, you all have had a professor in school that you really liked, that you went to beyond classroom work. Mm. It works the same way mm -hmm. career-wise and in your profession. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you who your best mentor is. I know y'all don't want to hear this, but you want me to tell you who your best friend and your best mentor is? Your mom. Mm -hmm. That's your girl. Mm -hmm. You might not like what she's saying all the time, but older people can kind of forecast. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Mm -hmm. Okay, so now here's another question. So for your generation, how do you identify? What would you say are the key words, the key descriptions about Generation Z? Enterprising. Enterprising. Yeah, everybody has a something that I do, whether mm -hmm. it's hair, eyelashes, content creation, public relations firms on the side. Entrepreneurship. Yeah, I feel like we Good. really have, we all have a thing that we do. I definitely feel like we're like innovative. Innovative. Yeah. Good. Taylor took the words out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what else? I would say self-care. I feel like our generation is learning more and more that, you know, we're being diagnosed with anxiety and depression yeah. and all these things. And we're learning how to take better care of ourselves. And mm -hmm. sometimes detaching from social media is a part of that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, self-care. So when, you know, Naomi, the tennis player... Mm -hmm. I thought that was profound yeah. when she stepped back and stepped away and said, I, I have to take care of mm -hmm. myself, my mental. OK, career wise, you're pushing, pushing, pushing. But it's like, stop. I need a break. I thought that was a very brave thing, but a very mature thing. And I think that is a sign of your generation. You all are not. I mean, mine either. But your generation is not going to work for the gold watch. You're not going to be going to the factory every day for 50 years mm -hmm. and then get the gold watch at the banquet. It's another, it's a whole nother world. Yeah. How do you see the world? How do you see the world changing? I mean, like every day there's a new something, Facebook, TikTok, mm -hmm. Snapshot, something. Every day there's something new. Does that, is that good? Does that settle you or does it make you anxious? Oh, it, it excites me. It excites you? <laughs> yeah. Because mm -hmm. that's your field. That's what you, that's what you like to do. That's yeah. your marketing field, right? Mm -hmm. I see the world right now is like we're very spaced out and very far apart, but still extremely connected via social media, mm -hmm. specifically like TikTok. You see people taking videos in their home of their children and mm -hmm. things like that. So it's kind of a contradiction, but mm -hmm. it's a wonderful time to be alive, I guess. It is. <laughs> Every time is a wonderful time to be alive. And since we're talking about being alive, we're going to be right back because we're going to take a commercial so we can stay alive. To be positioned for the future, companies are ready to implement energy-efficient opportunities to improve workplace comfort. That's why businesses throughout Northern Illinois are partnering with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program to find up to 35% in energy savings. Because at ComEd, we're not just powering for the now, 
We're powering your business for what's ahead. Technology is meant to make our lives better, especially when it makes them easier, happier, and healthier. Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com. That's the sound of the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program, saving you up to $500 on your energy bills with rebates and discounts on energy-efficient products so you can enjoy the experience of coming back to a home full of savings. From preventive cancer screenings and diabetes care to hypertension and behavioral health management, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Illinois is committed to advancing and simplifying the healthcare experience for its members and communities. Enroll at bcbsil.com. So we're back with Indigo Studio and we're talking to 20-something. Now, let me tell you what I don't hear you ladies talking about and I want to ask about. What about marriage and parenting? To do, not to do, good, bad, maybe so, maybe not. The way that we just talked about how the world is expanding and Mm -hmm. industries are growing, there's more for women to do. Is social media racist? Do we find some racial patterns or some racist patterns in social media? Of course. We do. What are they? So, for example, on the dating app Tinder, Mm -hmm. there was a study that Asian men and black women were the least swiped on. The least. The least. Asian men. Mm-hmm. And black women. And black women. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's just pictures. It's an app of pictures. That oh, you pictures. Look at. Okay. And what do you find? Every nowadays, like, you see on social media every single day a different headline about this person going missing and in which this person is a black woman or... Okay. So you see racial in the content. Yeah. Jasmine, what about you? I think that's something content creators experience a lot. If they're saying certain buzzwords in their videos, it's like they'll shadow ban it yeah, and not show that content on people's timelines. So there's definitely racism on social media. How about politics? Are you, are you guys political oriented? Yeah. Yes? Yes. So you would like to, you would vote for somebody for president. I mean, you, you all vote, right? Yes. You all registered to vote, right? Yes. Okay. So in the last election, who would you vote for? Did you vote in the last election? Yeah. Who'd you vote for? Are you allowed to ask that? Of course. <laughs> I voted for Joe Biden. Good for you. Mm-hmm. You're not going to tell Joe. me? I was about to say, I'm like, that's very uh, It's personal? personal. Okay, yeah. you don't want to answer it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So you take political personal. Yeah. Not to answer, not to advocate, not to protest? Definitely not, not to not protest. It's just, I feel like... Politics is a very touchy, like touch. It is touchy. Like, it is very touchy topic. Okay. And when you talk about politics, you get a different view of someone off the bat. Really? Yeah. Okay, as to what their leanings are. Yeah, and okay. how and how they feel about anything. Okay. Yeah. Jasmine, what about you? I agree with Bray. Like, once you know someone's politics, they can definitely turn you off from them because, like, oh, you think that way. You don't advocate for people like me or. You know, you can tend to take it personal. So, yeah. Just because of how polarizing our previous administration mm-hmm. was, I think you get to know a lot about someone based on who they picked mm-hmm. right away. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. it's like, well, if those are the things that you stand for, if you could 
back that person up enough to vote for them, then I know enough about you. Mm-hmm. So that becomes yeah. a good dating question, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As to who you voted for or what's your politics? What's mm-hmm. the question? I feel like it's more of what's your politics than who you voted for. Because So how would you describe your politics? I'm very neutral. I don't try to do way too much on politics as of right now. I'm very proud to the people, but I don't push over anything that I'm not too knowledgeable on yet. Okay. Mm. And what about yours? I had an uncle that asked me, how could I be a feminist, but like Megan the Stallion? <laughs> and <laughs> I'm sorry, I have to laugh. <laughs> and I, I think that I think that that has become political. I think music has become political. Yeah. I remember when I was younger and I would look at artists like Nina Simone, Sam Cooke. I'm like, why were they all civil rights activists? But I'm like, they had to be because of the time that they were in. And I feel like that's happening again now. Mm-hmm. I feel like we're having some parallels with that. Mm-hmm. And so I think that politics are something that can be used to divide people, but they're also very uniting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think young people, especially because of their grasp of social media, really swayed this previous election in a way that nobody expected, mm-hmm. literally. And, and in a way that's not been done before. Yeah. Because of social media. Exactly. That's, 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 the, that's very important. Mm-hmm. So the music that you talk about, the Nina Simone, mm-hmm. you say they were civil rights they would call their music message music, mm-hmm. that it was, you know, giving a strong, strong message. And you're seeing that when you see these documentaries now, yep. you see, you know, how influential their music were. I think maybe with uh, hip hop music, mm-hmm. maybe it's just self-expression. Mm-hmm. Would that be a fair analogy? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a jazz person. So on that note, I think <laughs> we better leave this conversation. <laughs> I'm Maureen Hartman, and thank you very much. We've been talking to the young ladies who are Generation Z, 20-something, find out what their worldviews are. Thanks for being with us. Mm-hmm.